This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the August 12th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. In emergency mode for NBA Fantasy News, we got the schedule out today. Uh, we've got a lot to break down. We're going to talk about favorable, unfavorable schedules, and just overall change that we've seen from the past couple seasons. With me to do so is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? And the thing that I'm most excited about you didn't mention is that the, t- the national TV games start an hour earlier. If you live on the East Coast, that's just absolutely huge. Like, I'm actually going to get some sleep when I on the nights I work now. It's awesome. It is legit. And it's for the – I work Wednesday nights and Thursday nights, so that I'm going to get to bed mm-hmm. a little bit earlier now. Uh, so yep. that's always pretty good for the, the late night blurb action. But all you East Coast people, man, you're tripping. You need to come out to the West Coast. That's West Coast I know. TV, sports TV life is the best. Seriously, it's, trying to stay awake just to watch like the end of like a yeah. Warriors game is just painful. It's just so hard to do. Yeah, and the Warriors and Lakers games are down because uh, of that. Yep. Uh, they they exactly. kind of stayed away from the all the way West Coast teams. Um, but we're not going to talk about that. We are going to talk fantasy impact from these schedules. Uh, just overall... Uh, one thing that really struck me was it's way more balanced this year, and there's only one five-game week on the entire season. The Suns are earlier in the season. But other than that, it's it's pretty even. Um, just overall, we'll talk about winners and losers, but what did you gather um, just as a, a general point uh, on the schedule? Yeah, touching on that, so 11 teams play 11 games, for example, in the fantasy playoffs for Yahoo!, um, what is it? 18 play 10 games and one team plays nine games. So it's super balanced. In years before, it would be like something like 15, 10, and five. This year is a way more balanced. There's less back to backs. Um, I think the load management concerns aren't as bad as we would think coming into the season because it looks like the games are spaced out even more. They backed up the end of the season too to April 15th, I believe. Um, yep. the start dates even sooner. So like October 22nd, I believe. So this is. I'm really excited, I mean, this makes rankings so much easier, too, with all these teams like having similar schedules, so I'm really excited about this. Yeah, it's, uh, again, it's not too many guys got kind of devastating news, because um, last year, the particular, the Nets, Pelicans, and Bulls were three really bad playoff teams, where, like, the Kings, Wizards, and some other teams, uh, Jazz were pretty good late in the season, um, they were kind of clear winners. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's still some winners here. Uh, obviously, it depends on your format. I will have the link up by the time this pods up, so you can just hop on my Twitter and check out the NBA schedule grid. And it's all color coded for the four games, three games, two games, and the one gamers for the All Star breaks. Um, and again, they're only one five game week, which is usually I want to say they were probably like six or seven of them or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the Nuggets had I think one or two. Warriors had one late in the season that was huge. Um, and yeah, anyways. Um, so let's talk winners here. Uh, I'll let you go first, and we'll try to do kind of everyone. Uh, and also, just real quick, um, I mentioned the Nets had, uh, I think, I believe, tied for the fewest post game break post break games last year. They're tied for the most this year. Uh, they have twenty nine along with the Wolves. Uh, I put out a tweet that 
Cat finally has a good late season schedule. Uh, and yeah. then also the Wizards as well. They have a, a tied for the most post-break games. So what what did you get for kind of winners or losers? from? They're just winners first. And winners in terms of fancy playoffs, correct? Right, yeah. More just overall late season schedule boosting. Right. So the 11 teams with 11 games are the Pacers, Lakers, Grizzlies, Wolves, 76ers, Suns, Kings, Spurs, Raptors, Jazz, and Wizards. And first thing that comes to mind here, we talked about this before the pod, is that kind of makes Anthony Davis the number one guy for me. Like, I know he's risky. He burned you and me in a couple leagues last year. But, man, he's the best per-game player in the league. you got to think the West is going to be kind of crowded up top. Maybe that means less rest when it actually matters later in the season. So I'm, I'm kind of inclined to lock in on Anthony Davis at number one. And another guy, before we before I kick it to you, is Carl Anthony Towns. If you want to take Carl Anthony Towns with that playoff schedule this year at number one, I have no issue with that. You're talking about the most reliable player of the last three years. So I'm on board with both those guys. Honestly, if I had the number one pick in two leagues, I'd probably take Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, it was kind of bad news for Steph. Uh, of all mm-hmm. the high-end guys, if you play um, ESPN, uh, he only has 11 games for the final three and a half if you're going to the end of the season, and then nine. Uh, that's tied for the few. Actually, excuse me, second. Um, the Mavs are, are brutal. Um, mm-hmm. If you play in ESPN, they have a two-game championship week. Uh, they only have eight games uh, if you go final three weeks. They just go 3-3-2. Three, three, that's as bad as it gets by far. Um, yeah. So that was a clear loser if you play ESPN. Um other than that, some other uh, like I said, the Nets are winners. Uh, they actually have really good schedules. Uh, so mm-hmm. the if you want to just talk ESPN, uh, the Nets have eleven for the final three: Pacers, Clippers, the Bucks, the Suns, the Spurs, and the Raptors. And then also too, if you play four weeks, there's only two teams that go um, have three fours and a, and one three. Those are the Raptors and the Spurs. So if you play four weeks, maybe two weeks at a time in your playoff schedule, Raptors and Spurs are huge. So mm-hmm. great for Derek White. DeJounte is going to go pretty high, but justified. Pascal Siakam gets a little bit of a bump for me in this one. Um, yep. He was kind of right there with Bam for me. I may move him past. The Heat schedule wasn't really good. Um, closing out their season, they go 3-3-3-4-3. Three, 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 three. Uh, so that's bad news for the homie Bam. Uh, the Hawks have a bad schedule as well. Uh, post break, finishing them out, starting with March second, three, three, four, three, three, three. Yuck! Uh, yeah, that stinks for Trey. John Collins as well gets a knockdown from high end or midish second to latish second for me now. Um, but yeah, and again, a cat's a huge winner. Like I think Cat's number one, uh, who I mentioned before in the last pod. I still had him one even before this news. I could warm up to AD, uh, and then also the Lakers only have. Uh, 12 back-to-backs, so that's kind of a bonus mm-hmm. for them as well. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, Steph, Steph's the last guy now uh, of that foursome. I think that's probably mm-hmm. one of the bigger takeaways because the Warriors' late schedule is pretty bad. What about the Rockets? Because people are inevitably going to ask about the yeah, James Harden they're good. as well. They're good. Yeah, yeah they ha- they're tied for the most uh, in ESPN. Uh, they're tied for the most in Yahoo. Uh, sorry, one-off in Yahoo. Yeah, one off. Um, yeah, they're one off the max, so they have a pretty good schedule too. So yeah, I think Harden's number two. Uh, I'm, and we're we, I'm just worried about AD's load management in a contract year. Simple as that. Like I'm with you. He's number one per game, but yeah. I'm just extremely cautious this year. Just overall for how I'm ranking guys. Like it's part of it's like big time brand move. 
<laughs> and they did ask, and they did ask him about rest too. And I know it's it's not always up to the players, but Anthony Davis says he wants to play in every game he can. And I think the fact that he was load managed for basically half the season last year, he was limited to 20 minutes, like that last uh, two months, and then he just didn't play. He was active and didn't play for the last like what was it, like t- eight or ten games or something like that, something stupid. The seven straight the- probable tags, that one. Yeah, the Christian <laughs> would break out. Yeah. Uh, segment. So. Anyways, I don't think Anthony Davis will rest nearly as much as I would think the normal, the casual observer would think. Yeah, and I just think, and I don't think f- Harden's going to rest as much. Like they said, Harden's going to be load managed. I think Harden will maybe rest two or three games at max. Yeah, I meant, uh we talked about that in the last pod. That whole Mori quote, the, right. the, they were like saying they already had that plan. So like, I don't think that really anything changed. It's kind of status quo. Yeah. Sure, they're one year older, so maybe they're more inclined to sit him. You know, one or two games. But again, they have a good late season schedule. Right. Um, whereas Curry doesn't, so if he if he sits out one or two games out of those nine, like that's, right. that's rough. Uh, you're, you're talking close to and say like say for instance Harden doesn't sit, like you're almost getting double Harden uh, right. for Curry. You could even move Curry down actually um, if you wanted to bump up Jokic, who has a you know just kind of averageish schedule, um, thirteen yeah. back to backs. So you mentioned the ten games uh, for them too, so Jokic is fine. Uh, the Blazers are actually a little bit down too. Uh, they have kind of a little bit subpar. Uh, he's in the Steph. Uh, Dame's in the Steph conversation um, with the nine games and ESPN um, ten for. I'm sorry, yeah, nine games ESPN, ten games on Yahoo. So a little mm-hmm. bit of a downer on Dame. Um, you may I may have to bump him down a little bit, but yeah. And also, like you said, the the Clippers getting 13 back to backs too is a little scary. Um, what did you think? Uh, you had actually got um, replied to uh, on a, that mailbag we talked about on the last pod, right? Like, they're saying like at least ten games. I'm not putting. Tommy seems to think like seventy is a good target. I don't think so. Like he said, over under. I think seventy. I was like under, dude, all day. <laughs> I think it's over under sixty five. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's. I'd probably even go sixty six. I take the under on that. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that th- that's where I think it'll be set. And here's the thing about Kawhi too. So there's what twelve back to back sets. No, thirteen. Sorry. Yeah. I think there's thirteen back to back sets for the Clippers. That's thirteen yeah. DMPs right there. Kawhi yeah. does not play back to backs. Uh, you have to factor in maybe five games for because sometimes like when they play like four games in five nights or something like that which is a way a way down from previous years by the way mm-hmm. um Kawhi's gonna maybe miss two or three of those as well so you're looking at 15 games right off the bat which where i project Kawhi to miss and there's there's zero chance i'm taking him like where people are gonna be taking him like they'll probably be taking him early second i wouldn't touch him in round maybe i don't know till mid third round yeah pretty much with you. i think i put it at 26 in my rankings Yep. Um, yeah, they're and it, bad for Paul George too, man. They're have, yes. they're front loaded. Uh, yeah. They have a lot of four game weeks starting up the season, so they're going to be a lot of sits in the early part of the year. Like mm-hmm. it's probably even though their numbers aren't as bad as like we said the Mavs and the uh, other teams like that and the Bulls also, but it's a bad. It's a, your Clippers lost today. Um, yes, the, there's you know they don't have a great uh, post break. They go. Um, after the All Star break, mini weeks four three 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 four three three. So basically, only one four game week down the stretch uh, after that first full post break week. So that's that's a bummer. Yeah, and touching on Paul George too. If Jovan Buha is right in his speculation that Paul George is targeting mid November, that's four weeks he's missing. And you're and if you're taking Paul George like late first and early second round. Like, you're playing catch-up mode for the first four weeks of the season. You better nail the rest of your draft if you're taking Paul George super high. Yeah, they, they go heavy. I think the first month of the year, they're probably... The, I, didn't, I didn't do the numbers on this, but mm-hmm. they go 3-4-2, 4-4-4. Yeah. There aren't many 4-4-4 stretches really throughout the season. There's Again, we mentioned none um, in the final. 
part of the season. But that's, mm-hmm. I mean, if you miss the first month of the year, that that's a lot of games. What is that? Yeah. That's you know, almost 15 games uh, or so, yeah. depending on how much time he misses. So, like, yeah, I don't know, dude. That's that's a big chunk of the season. I like, I I, put, I moved Paul George to, I think, 16 before I mm-hmm. recalculated here. So I, I just can't draft him right now uh, until we get right. more clarity on when he's going to return. And they just have, You know what uh, I think this they, does help, though? Go ahead. Just real quick, I think this helps Montrez O'Harrell. Yeah? Just think a little bit. I know his usage is going to take a hit, but I think this helps Montrez O'Harrell, man, because he's not really a player they rest. That They like to keep him. Johan also mentioned him. They like to keep him like 26 minutes a night, which means he doesn't really need rest mm-hmm. or DMPs. Imagine the nights when Paul George and Kawhi sit, man. Yeah, they're going to stagger him, though. You would, think, you would think they sit him yeah. like, you know, that's what I would do. I mean, it seems like kind of no-brainer to rest them. Like, right. They're they in a, ba- they're on a back-to-back, like rest Kawhi night one, West Paul night two. Absolutely, yeah. But, the, but he's going to sit, dude. Like, Kawhi's going to sit even when he's, like I always say, he was, like, basically healthy last year as far yeah. as, like, missing games. Like, he only had, like, the only, like, multiple game stretches he missed was a four-game four rester, um, like, mm-hmm. right when we were in the middle of the season. So, and then one weird personal thing that we never got clarity yeah, on, yeah. too. So. Yeah, so it's a uh, – I'm, I'm, I see on Harrell, it's just, I don't know, like, the games where he's – Maybe early in the season, but I just think that he needs to have such a high volume because uh, he shoots the ball so well from the floor. Uh, and maybe you know, maybe he could be better on blocks too um, with Kawhi yeah. and Paul George. Maybe he could be a little bit more aggressive. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I'm just there's other guys I want to draft where he goes. I'm not really into Harrell. That's fine. The thing is here is Harrell's usually he usually falls in a lot of the mocks we've seen so far. So that's why I'm kind of in on okay. him. I've seen him he go early in the ones far. we've been doing, but I could see how he can fall. Right. Because his upside's Kind of capped if, when they help when they have a healthy roster. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned the Nets. Uh, they have a good one. Um, they they are one of the best schedules. They have a after the break four 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 two whack four four three uh, and then the mm. two game mini week. So that's a lot of fours. That's basically yeah. the reverse of what they had last year. So I love Levert. I'll take Jared Allen again all day. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, if you're going to draft Kyrie, is a really good one. Um, so all those game, late games, so that kind of helps Kyrie as well. Um, mm-hmm. Having so many four, four gamers, you would think he doesn't sit out the two-game week. So he's looking pretty good um, as far as late-season schedule goes. Dude, I'm so in on Levert. I, yeah. I'm not quite as high on Jared Allen this year just because the DeAndre Jordan thing is just annoying. Yeah. Like, you've seen, like, when Allen plays against bigger centers, like, he really struggles. Like, there's going to be games where he cleans up. There's going to be games where he plays just 20 minutes. So, I'm not really into any other nets besides Karis LeVert, but I'm super high on him. I think he could be, like, honestly, last year before the entry, he was on pace for top 40. Top 10, first 10 games, he was, like, insane. Yeah. So, Tommy like, and I disagreed on him. I said, I, th- I said I have him probably, like, late 5th-ish, early 6th-ish. Sounds like you're kind of with me on that. That's Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Like, Right around, like, right around when Shea Gilgis Alexander's off the board, that's when you need to strike on Karis LeVert, basically. That right, yeah. Well, we mentioned yeah. Jonathan Isaac, too. Like, we like him as a, kind of in that neighborhood yeah. as well. Uh, Magic are kind of lukewarmish. They do only have 11 back-to-backs tied for the lowest in the league. Um, but, yeah, just kind of mediocre. You know, they have the uh, 10-gamer for ESPN, 10-gamer for Yahoo, so they're pretty much average. Yeah, compared to last year, the Magic basically just had one extra game this year sandwiched into the middle of their fantasy playoff schedule, which is good. Uh, we do like – I think we, we texted this morning. We were like – we both like Jonathan Isaac this year. We, we expect some positive regression. I, I said uh, his steal rate went from 3% to 1.4%. That's obviously going up. He had four steals in the Team USA scrimmage. Like 
The dude's packed on 20 pounds of muscle. He still looks explosive. I'm excited about Isaac. He's an awesome post-type sleeper for me. Yeah, and he wasn't bad. He was great down the stretch last year. Yeah, top 75 last two months. Yeah, he was really good. Just a slow start. But I spent all summer last year hyping him, so I don't want to do it again. Right, <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't say if you drafted him and held him, held on to him, um, you probably did all right with with his shares, especially yeah, people but he who were dropping all the boxes him. this summer. Staying healthy, playing for Team USA, bulking up, working on his three point shot, saying all the right things. I'm excited. Yep. Uh, let's see what other. Uh, again, I mentioned the Hawks. Let's just dive in on them. Final sure. three weeks, they go three, 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 yuck, and they only have a one gamer. So if you go to the end, they're the low team. Um, yeah. They're at ten. Um, that's tied with just a couple others. Mavs, I mentioned. I think that's it. Yeah, they're the only 10 gamers for the final three and a half. And it's just rough, man. Um, so where does this put uh, Trey Young and John Collins for you? Like, I'd probably bump. I had Collins. I think I topped him out at 16 uh, when I did mm-hmm. the pod. So he's probably, like, 20 now. Like, it's not – like, they don't have any devastating two gamers. Um, right. So it's like – and again, I should mention, the only alert two gamers that are um, in the fantasy playoffs, the Jazz have one in championship week for – Yahoo, I'm sorry, for ESPN, not on Yahoo, so that's really good for that. Uh, Blazers, ESPN, dead last, that's going into the season. Grizzlies, mentioned the Mavs, um, and that's it. So those, and the, I'm sorry, the um, the Nets have that two-gamer that I mentioned, and that's it. So there's not a lot of, like, we saw the Warriors had a two-gamer at one point. There were a couple, Magic had a two-gamer last year. So, again, it's, yeah. it's overall just balance. It's like, that's the big takeaway. So, we're not, like, crippling. Like, last year, like, I knocked you holiday down, like, a half round because the bad yeah. schedule. And, like, there's not really any of that going on. So, just to kind of f- finish your question. So, like, yeah, I'd probably bump him to, like, 20. I still like him in the second round. Um, Pascal Siakam is good schedule. good schedule. That's going to be a really tough call. Pascal yeah, I'd, or, I'd or lean Siakam over Collins. I have Collins... More towards the beginning of round three, and that's the same with Trey Young for me. Both both players in the last two months were 37 and 39, uh, nine cat. Uh, I expect improvement across the board for both players. I mean, John Collins, his block numbers are going to be way higher than they were last year, I believe. Uh, if Trey Young can improve his efficiency, he'll be like you said, he'll be in the top 25 this year, and I think he will too. Like, I think the Hawks improved a little bit around him. Um, there's more floor spacing with Alex Lynn compared to Dwayne Dedman. I think he's going to have a big year. It's just the efficiency concerns are what going to is what going to make Trey Young a top twenty four player or a top forty player. Yeah, even if he's like if he's top thirty per game and he plays and he's healthy and you take him mid rounds yeah. round two, like you're fine with that. That's, yeah, that's I'm just win. counting on him for because all these guys we're talking about that are going to sit. Like that's why I just I have him I have him higher now because I yeah. just have so many guys knocked down. Yeah. Um, because a point guard's thin, obviously all the Dude, older I get guys. It. If a player yeah. is reliable and durable, yep. you you can bump them up around. I have no issue with that. Yep, for sure. Uh, that's why I have I put Donnie Mitchell really high. They have a pretty good schedule too. Decent. Um, besides that little two gamer, but yeah, yeah he you, looked good this summer too. Donnie yeah. Mitchell ready to go, man. Yeah, if you go uh, on Yahoo, they have one of the best schedules as well. The Jazz do. Uh, they yeah. go four, 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 three, four. Um, nobody's better than that in that in that Yahoo format. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned the Raptors and Spurs for the 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 ESPN format. God, I keep twist. I keep like stumbling on this ESPN Yahoo thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you, I'd play Yahoo guys. It's a lot better. ESPN layout last year was really laggy. The user yeah. interface wasn't great. They tried I'd, to, I'd go to implement Yahoo. some stuff for, for football that kind of that would translate. I thought it looked yeah. okay, but just overall, they they missed a lot of stuff. Uh, right. I don't want to bash them too hard, but um, yeah. Hey, we're you get your, we we do Yahoo's news so. Obviously, we, exactly. we like Yahoo more. I get it from the 
people who like have no lives like me just like looking at sports stats all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and you too. Um True. But yeah, so what other what other things you want to dig in on here? Um Again, not okay. not too many um uh, I mentioned the Heat are a little bit of losers. Uh they close out 3-3-3-4-3. Three, 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 three. That's bad. Um mm-hmm. so that knocks Bam out of the second round, I think for me. Yep. Okay. I, I want to start with high. one big loser, uh, a polarizing player and then one big winner. One big loser for me is Luka Doncic. Way off. I refuse. Ryan and I yeah. totally refuse drafting him. Yeah, so he's getting drafted way too high. I saw him drafted in the second round in a few too, few leagues. Like The guy can put up some ridiculous stat totals, but he still finished 100th in 9-cat, and people are taking him in the second round. There's some serious issues he's got to address before he can... Like We think we know he, eventually he's going to be in that first-round conversation. He's that freaking good, but not yet. The flaws are still there. The free throw percentage, the turnovers. Uh, let's just put it this way. If you punt free throws and turnovers he jumps from 100 to to 32 overall so second round is still a reach now we expect improvement he's more conditioned we've seen like the pictures he looks bulked um i'm fine hashtag skinning luca yeah (laughs) like i'm fine if you want to take him in like round three if you're punting those two categories but you have to have to punt those like he's taking eight free throw attempts per game he's got to get that number up i think it was like 70 percent he's got to be 78 percent on that many that much volume uh and one big winner for me is jjj uh, the Memphis schedule looks really good compared to last year. Uh, let me see what my tweet said. It says 11 games for Memphis in the fantasy playoffs, which is tied for the most with 10 Yahoo. other teams. Yep. So, they do yeah, have a two-gamer in uh, ESPN finals. That's a big difference if you're right. drafting ESPN. But, yeah, they go um, post-break um, for the full weeks. 4-4, four, 3-4. Four, four. That's, again, that's pretty rare air late season. Um, and then 3-4. Um, so that 4-3-4 four, four you mentioned is pretty pretty huge. Uh, yep. and I, I like having, honestly, the the final week is – I put more weight into that because you're going mm-hmm. to get probably against the best team in the league. Right. So if you're – like I prefer – if I had to pick, I'd rather go 3-4-4 four, four, or versus the other ones. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it depends a little bit on, I guess, who the player is with load management and stuff. But right. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have the, the very back end of my schedule being stronger. Right. So the Grizzlies go 4-3-4, four, four, which is not perfect, but it's great. Yeah. Uh, four fours, by the way. Um, Nets, Pacers, who have a grid schedule too, by the way. Uh, Suns, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so um, yeah, it's good. It's a good day. For, and the Pacers are. We didn't really talk too much about them, but I, this is a good one for Miles Turner as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he's Miles Turner's been slipping too in drafts. He's yeah. been slipping a little bit. Yep. So if you're into him, I'm not. Are you into Brogdon? I'm not. No, I'm not because yeah. when Depot gets back, like it's a huge chunk of usage yeah. gone. And he just doesn't steal, and he has right. a couple injury histories. So I'm Ryan's he's, really high on him. Like I'm surprised. Well, he's way better. In, well, Ryan plays a lot of road too. Rogden is like twice as good in roto as he is in head to head, just mm. because he's like super, super efficient. Yeah, yep. He's fifty forty ninety guys. So I mean, what, right. what else? What can you say? Yep. Um, the Bucks, by the way, solid. Um, they're uh, four four post break again. Three three four three four. So they yeah. have uh, that eleven game Yahoo thing you talked about. I'm sorry, no, they um, they're only. Uh, ten for Yahoo, um, but they're pretty solid for ESPN with that four three four. They only have a one. Ga- if you go to the end, they only have a little one gamer there, but people rest on that Wednesday anyway, so it kind of doesn't really matter. Right. Uh, I think it's a Tuesday game, but they're going to probably rest guys that week anyways. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, the Raptors are uh, the Raptors also go four four. I don't know if I mentioned them. Oh no, no, that's yeah. not Yahoo. Sorry, that's yeah, that's ESPN. We should probably transition to the biggest losers real quick. The Bulls, yeah. man. Oh yeah, we got to mention the Bulls. So. The final four weeks, this is includes Yahoo. Let me pull it up real quick. Let's see. 
Yeah, so the Bulls go 3-3-3-3 three, 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 three <laughs> in the last four final uh, four full weeks. That's just absolutely bad. Like I plan to take – I feel like people have been sleeping on Wendell Carter Jr., but that bumps him down a couple rounds for me too. Like uh, I, I don't think I'll have any, any Bulls on my roster outside of him this year. Yeah, that's rough, man. Uh, they're the yeah. only team that does that for the final four weeks of the year. Uh, I mentioned the Hawks, their final three. Warriors, their final three. Uh, who else? Uh, Pelicans, their final three. This is for yes. This is for like full season, um, and that's it. So kind of a little bit of a downer for the Pels, mm-hmm. um, but that with that three 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 to finish. Yeah, but um, not like devastatingly bad. But this it's still pretty bad for it. This and I didn't do the back to backs yet for where they are. I will eventually. Right. Um, like it just for where they're located in the back to backs because I made this spreadsheet and if I put stars or whatever in there, it just screws up the numbers. So yeah. I'll definitely add that and we'll probably talk about that and another time but um yeah so that's that I, it's like you said i was we were kind of like warming up to wendell carter jr but now it's like mm-hmm. ninth round I, I would put him a little higher i think if anything if wendell carter jr could surprise us and have like honestly what the season that bam is about to have honestly just because wendell carter jr is a really good passer they like they both have like the al horford game i think i heard you mention that before like they're both very similar to him I th- and cole swicker wrote a piece on uh he's a really good scout and by the way for the stepian on Wendell carter jr he expects a breakout uh and if history tells me anything coles wicker is usually right so i'm kind of in on Wendell carter jr um i think he's going to be undervalued in drafts just because of the bad year last year and how the bulls used him so i'm kind of in on him man in the middle rounds just yeah, the Cole, schedule sucks cole's the man he had a, I tweeted out james washington tweet for football Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, he's the king of the preseason. And I was like, that's pretty impressive uh, yeah. information uh, recall there. And I was like, oh, yeah, he was baller. He had like, some of the best receiving preseason numbers last year. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so shout out to him. Um, yeah, so what? Are the, what you said you had a winner. We, uh, we kind of switched off the Luca thing. Who are you going to say for your – Oh, oh you did, 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 did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Love uh, him. Yeah. Third round all day, easily. Yeah. I mean, so a hot So, actually, um, Tommy and uh, – you may have to sell people on this because a lot of people have been bashing JJJ – Ryan and Tommy not bashing, uh, and then I mentioned too his blocks per game decreased uh, as the year went on. So and I know you're Mr. JJJ. So yeah. when you want to send some good JJJ vibes out there, why are you sure. so high on him? I've been reading a lot of Pete Emiston. He's he covers the Grizzlies for the Athletic. He does a really good job. Um, so JJJ's block rate declined. Yeah, of course, but that was because bigger staff was getting NMG to just stay like down, stop contesting, fall back on pick and rolls, don't go after everything. I think this year it changes, man. They want JJJ to be the face of the franchise. Check out the stat that Pete tweeted. He said, uh, so there are two players in the NBA who have um, shot above 50% from the floor, 35% from the three-point line, and 75% from the free throw line while averaging better than a block a game. That's Jaron Jackson Jr. and Arvidas Sabonis. The only two rookies in NBA history to do that. The only players under 21 to do that is Carl Anthony Towns and JJJ. Like, we're forgetting that he was the second youngest player in the NBA last year. And the block rate isn't as bad as people said. He's still seventh in the NBA for qualified players for block rate. It's going to go way up this year. He averaged more points per game than Anthony Davis did as a rookie. And in Anthony Davis's second season, he was the second best player in fantasy. Do I expect that kind of leap? Not necessarily, but I I seriously think JJJ could finish inside the top twelve this year for per game value. It's all about the blocks. Yep, it's it's, it's complete. His skill set, man. If Miles Turner can finish in the top fifteen. JJJ can finish inside, finish inside the top 15 because he does so much more across the board than Miles Turner. So I think he has that legitimate potential. Yeah, and I said too, um, I was I was defending JJJ in the last pod. Um, yeah. More talk of ball handling. Uh, yeah. So I think that basically uh, almost a zero 
right. uh, last week in, or last year in assists. To I was saying like maybe he gets to two and a half, and you know, four game week that's ten dimes. Yeah. You know, you don't usually win dimes by a big number, uh, yeah. Unless you run deep rosters or something, so that could definitely make some differences on fantasy rosters. And this is also true. JJJ and Giannis are probably the only players his size that can take people off the dribble from the perimeter. Like we saw it against LeBron James. We saw it against the Brooklyn when he had like 36 points. Like he is a freak, man. He's going to be so, so good. I think this is going to be the last year where, where we're taking JJJ outside the first round for the next decade. Oh, nice. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, I probably, so you have, you, did you put him in a, a number yet? Do I haven't really put him in a number I yet. I know you said second I- round. I'll take him wherever I need to. I guess I'm going to make sure he's on my team, basically. If I have to take him late second round, I have no issue doing that. Yeah, as you probably, like you picked in the last mock we did, you picked late. Yeah, you you went right before me. Third round, yeah. What did you pick, like 10th or something? So, like like 34 or something along that. We played with a 13 teamer. (sighs) All right, what other. um, The Lakers are kind of weird. They're uh, they're a little bit um, backloaded slightly. Um, yeah, they're, they're kind of um, yeah, they're decent, but they have a lot of uh, a lot of threes to start the year, so I guess that's kind of good. And then yeah. they're they're kind of normal, but yeah, that's probably the most average schedule I've seen. That's a lot yeah. of threes. So, but yeah, they yeah. don't have any uh, besides the the All Star weekends and the final week. They don't have any twos, right? I think they may be the only team that has that. I feel like because a lot of the Man. teams in the first in the first two weeks of the year. Almost, I want to say half the league has a, a two week two gamer or in the first or second week. Yeah. So yeah, Man, they, is, is there any Laker you're drafting besides Anthony Davis? I don't, I don't see it. No. After ADP, I don't yeah, see it. I don't see it. Um, yeah. Like LeBron, I'm not LeBron drafting goes, Kuzma. LeBron goes first round Boogie, every year. I, mean, I, can get, I can get it on books. Yeah, maybe depends on how cheap he is. But like LeBron goes first round every year. I can't pay that price with no. this free throw, free throw and turnovers. I can't yeah, do it. He's yeah, he's been terrible from the line lately. Yeah, I thought he was going to turn it on. He's he's too busy, and like I knocked him down a couple spots for too much Taco Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, he's a he's a he's a dad now, dude. Like yeah, he people blast him for having fun at his kids' games and stuff. Like he's he's a dad, so he's got he's got other things on his mind. Yeah, rather than practicing free throws. Yeah, I'm not. I think LeBron is awesome. By the way, I'm not just same don't, same. Don't anybody I'm LeBron attacking LeBron for the things he gets attacked for is some of the most ridiculous stuff. Yeah, I've it's ever heard it's really him. dumb. Yeah. So, anyways, let's talk other stuff. And yeah, the, so the the Heat have that distinction as well, um, with just the no two game weekers, um, mm-hmm. excluding the uh, end and the All Star break. I think that might be it. Yeah, I'm still high on Bam. That's like he's still his schedule's not great, but yeah. it's, he'll have four games in the final week of the Yahoo playoffs. That's great. But the rest are three, 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 basically. Yep, yep. So I'm still in on Bam. I like Bam a lot, man. Yeah. How hard do you you have? So you have JJA over him. What you said, Pascal over him now, with the schedule um, boost. Yeah, I would say so. But yeah. Bam's right there for me. Unless I'm drafting against you, I, I I'll pretty much have him on every team. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I said to yeah. Tommy that I, I don't think I'm going to have Bam as much as I think. <laughs> I think a lot of people. If I pick a you know tenth, eleventh, twelfth in the third round, probably fifty fifty. That, you're that's... just gonna have to stop talking until like after your auction drafts because people are just gonna bid you up for yeah, Bam. Yeah, no, it's kind of I don't I hate auction drafts for this reason because anybody Same. who knows me I don't hold back in any of my opinions. Yeah. So, so, so like, same everyone... man, people bid me up for JJJ in the yeah, auction. Exactly. People people know who your targets are. It's tough. Yeah. So, but um, I'm pumped about. So I I think I, the Nets are. I think I could get in more on Allen though. You took him in the last mock, like, and I like I said I don't like to double dip on guys I drafted last year for some reason. Right. 
So I'm going to probably draft Jared Allen a bit more aggressive now. And we knocked him down like yeah. a half a round last year because of the bad schedule. So, Dude, like, I love him. I love him at his price now. Yeah. yeah, like last year I didn't draft any Nets outside of Levert because of the schedule. But this year the schedule's great. And Allen's price is like four rounds cheaper than he was last year. And he's yeah. honestly, he's probably going to get the same workload if you yeah, think about I it. He so. didn't average that many minutes. So. Ed, Davis is, Ed Davis and DeAndre are pretty much Spider-Man meme mode. Like they're very exactly. similar. Just great offensive rebounders, great yeah. rebounders, box out. Dunkers Jordan, and Jordan's washed, by the way. They they brought him in exclusively because he's Durant's friend and because they need him against the bigger centers. Yep, it's true. So uh, I like twenty. It could be close to a twenty four twenty four split, and that's fine for a guy yeah. that could block shots. And his blocks dropped a little bit from what my expectations were. Yeah, there's still a lot to like there. Yeah, absolutely. Did you like? Um, so we've mentioned the Rockets are a little bit of winners. So do you you said you have AD Cat and then Harden Curry, I guess. Um, I would do eighty Harden, then Cat, okay. and then Curry, okay. and then Giannis and Jokic in that next next uh, tier, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably bumped Giannis up. Or I had Giannis at the tail end of, of that next group, but well, he's probably the thing up, about Giannis is is that he's always hurt by the free throw percentage, the lack of threes, and the turnovers. And you know he's going to miss four or five games at least because Budenholzer is just uh, mm. he loves resting players, and the Bucks are going to just run the field in the East this year, which means they're going to have a huge lead. Uh, I still like Giannis. If you want to punt like one or two categories, you can make Giannis the second or third best player in fantasy. Yeah, Giannis Drummond's a, a, one, a dream right. start. Uh, yeah, could, absolutely. Or even Giannis, if you pick early, you would take Giannis so you could get maybe Ben. Yeah. Talk, like I mentioned in the last pod, like if you go Giannis, Drummond, Ben, uh, someone <laughs> tweeted back at me that that's unrealistic. I don't think it's too unrealistic. I see, I've seen those guys slide. And like I yeah, said, yeah, I've seen uh, Drummond slide a lot. Yeah, like I said, usually the teams that, besides the Giannis team, the people who pick top eight or maybe top seven now that Paul George isn't in there, like those guys are all good free throw shooters. Besides yeah. Giannis, so I might have a lot of Drummond this year too. By the way, I love Drummond, man. And again, their their Same. schedule's not great. They had more, they had the best post break schedule mm-hmm. last year, and now it's kind of mediocre. Uh, they don't really yeah. uh, they go three three two yuck. Um, so if yeah. you just have an early season, that's brutal. Three yeah. four three three. So that's yeah. that's rough. Um, so that's yep. a little bit of a downgrade. Uh, and then but the yeah, Nuggets he was, like, had, he was like third post break last year. He was like second, like two, oh wow. So yeah. like two point one steals, one point eight block. Yeah. It was insane. So yeah. well, he I got a little. It was a little too. bit of a boost from the games, but yeah, he was right. number t- number two to Harden for total value post break. If nice. you're punting, number one, obviously. Yep. So he was he's killer. I like him a lot, but that's kind of kind of a downer on the schedule. Right. <sighs> I think we kind of covered this thing. I'm sure we'll talk about other stuff, but that kind of covers most of the... Well, we mentioned the Cavs are a little bit of losers. There's only two teams with 14 back-to-back sets. That yeah. is the Cavs, and I mentioned my poor Hawks. Um, but they're not too... Like, if, if it was 14 games for, like, the Clippers, that would be kind of more of a newsworthy thing. Right. We but, can probably mention Mitchell Robinson real quick for the Knicks yeah, schedule. Yeah. People, like, love talking about him. <laughs> uh, so the Knicks go... Let's see. Pulling them up really quickly. Four, Do you four, have it on you real quick? Yeah, four, four, three, three, four, three, three. So not good. Yeah, pretty average. Yeah. So the the knee thing. I heard you, you and Ryan talk about this. That knee thing does scare me a little mm. bit. I can't do it, the, dude. I, I was know, I'm, I'm, I'm I was I would have been all about that life, but now I can't do it, dude. Like, Young big man with JJ knee problems. I'm done. Yeah, I have JJJ ahead of him, mm-hmm. but Mitchell Robinson, man. If, I, if he's there at the end of round two, like I'm seriously taking a look at him. I had written down here 14th post break. 
final two months of the season just the blocks absolutely carrying him but like you said the schedule sucks the knee thing scares me and david phil still still there yeah. and they signed every power forward in the country so it's very interesting the, the athletic rejected mitchell to be at 23 minutes which is kind of low but that's kind of where he finished last year too he was getting like 25 minutes post break so yeah I, th- I still think he can finish second round, but yeah, like, like you said, the knee thing scares me. Yeah, it's all blocks, too. Like, if you yep. take blocks away from him, he's probably not even top 200. Right. It just goes to show you what, uh, like we always say, that's why we champion blocks around here. Yep. Um, did we talk Utah that much? I mentioned I, Utah's schedule is terrific. Uh, for, I'm, I'm kind of in on Conley, by the way. We already, we already mentioned Donovan Mitchell as like a post-type guy. Like, you, I think you took him like three, round three. Yeah, I, I like, was like I'll, lukewarm on that when I did it, and now I'm like, I have him, I think, in the teens, yeah, now. dude, I'm in on that. Yeah, I like I like the round three price for Mitchell. Yeah, I think we were a year too early on his breakout, but I yeah, think yeah. This, he's gonna have a monster year. Uh, I mean, that is Gobert, a delicious I'm... finish. Uh, again, yes, if you don't count yes. that last full week, so you're talking Yahoo four 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 three four, best yeah. in the league right there. Yep. So, and the argument from Mike Conley is no more of those stupid load management weeks where he takes off with Grizzlies. So. I think he's still going to get managed, though, man. He's had a lot of injury concerns over his career. He's getting up there in age. They're still going to sit him when they have to. Yeah, there's no shutdown risk is what I meant, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Which is totally awesome. Different. So, <laughs> Jazz are top five this yeah, year, probably. So I'd probably. I had Gobert one spot behind Drummond, I think. and our, They were right next to each other, so now I would say Gobert over Drummond because like, of the schedule boost. But I would I, still I take love Drummond. Jazz. Yeah, I love Joe Ingles, too. Like, I, I think he has nine assists. Per 36 without Mitchell and Rubio on the floor last year. So he could be a little sneaky guy yeah. for assists. He'll bounce back shooting yeah. the three ball like, unlike last year. He's going to be open so much this year. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I'm Jazz are definitely big winners if we didn't talk enough about them. For sure. But, yeah, I think we pretty much got most of the meat off the bone on this guy. Um, you know, 37-minute pot about the schedule, fantasy schedule. Can I mention <laughs> one more name we haven't, yeah, we yeah. haven't talked about in a long time? is Jimmy Butler. Where the hell do we draft Jimmy Butler this year? I refuse. He's old. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I'm gonna say. Can I can I just say that was the weirdest decision in free agency history, in my opinion. Jimmy Butler just joining the Miami Heat was just so random. Like you left, you leave a team that was a Kawhi Leonard buzzer beater short of the finals to go to a the Miami Heat. Like what are you doing? Miami's very nice and the tax breaks <laughs> as well. Yeah, so you get that paper, man. I mean, they had to promise them that they have a, a star coming the next year, but there isn't really any good free agents going to be next year. So it's kind of so weird, man. I don't know, but I'm kind of in on Jimmy Butler for round three, but I don't think he lasts that far. Yeah, I have him, I think I put him at 29 or 30. Yeah. My rank's in front of me. That's, that's late. Like, he's going to be yeah. gone, dude. He should def- he, he should go round two in most, by most standards. I just won't draft him. He could finish in the top 15 for per game, but I'm worried about rest like you. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm full on, like... Besides uh, Curry, who I'm down on now with the schedule, and um, maybe Drew, I guess anybody. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to draft really anybody over like 25, 26 in my early yeah. picks. Like I'm just so scared. I'm down for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else that you wanted to chime in here? We covered kind of the big winners and losers. I'll close on this. Zion looks like he's in shape again. I saw yeah. him dunking the other day. It looks like he lost maybe 10 or 15 pounds, which is good. Like. I don't blame him for getting out of shape, man. He was just in like a photo, different photo shoot, at a different city, like every day. Like I get it, like that's fine. He's still got a two months left to get in top shape. Like I'm not worried about Zion at all. Yeah, they got the ben, got to lay off the beignets though. Yeah, 
But yeah, I, I'm, so where do you have him then? I had him. I think I have him. I have him at like 18 right now, but I can move him back up to 13, 14. It's going to be super hard to grab him no matter what. Yeah. Like, I, I want him really bad. I, I guess no, like everyone else in the fantasy world wants him really bad too. It's going to be really tough. Yeah, he's going to be fun. And Pelicans, like we said, they're kind of just a mass schedule. Exactly. They had the 3 through 3 finish, and it's uh, for the ESPN, so only 4 through 3 for Yahoo. So that's kind of a bummer again. Stop giving yeah. the Pelicans bad late season schedules, NBA. I know. So they're kind of a loser. All right. Uh, so good talk. Um, I'm going to be doing Wednesday with Strope. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure we'll talk some schedule and other things we may have learned. So you guys enjoy your week. And thanks for coming on, man. This is awesome. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.